question of the Gospel of John. Well played. Jesus is speaking to the disciples. He's in that last supper. He's in the upper room. It is hours before his arrest. Crucifixion. So he's got some important things to say. And he decides to take this time to teach on the Holy Spirit. And if you read the the, uh, NIV, which was just read there, we have the Holy Spirit described in two terms, advocate and the spirit of truth. The older translation is, is comforter. And so the word, the Greek word is paraclete. It has this context of someone who speaks on your behalf and speaks in a comforting way. And so that's why you have the different translations of comforter or advocate. Both translations are wrestling with that term paraclete. But it reveals who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is the one who speaks comfort and the one who speaks truth. And those are two very hard things for one person to do. It's it's really challenging. Because we tend to fall on one side, one extreme, or the other. Because there are some people who comfort too much. And they comfort in bad situations. And we call those people enablers. Right? They're supposed to speak truth, but they don't speak truth. They speak comfort instead. And they just enable the problem to continue and keep going and going and going. Right? You've seen those people? It's hard to watch, huh? There's other people, though, who speak truth, but they never speak comfort. And they speak truth and truth and truth, and it's over and over and over. And pretty soon it's not truth anymore. Now it's just degrading. Uh, I was friends with this kid in high school, and he had a dad who spoke truth a lot to him. (laughs) And uh, this kid wasn't a bad kid. I think he was just bored. So he messed around quite a bit. And his dad told him over and over and over and over with no words of comfort anywhere. And pretty soon the kid grew to, uh, it was prophetic words. The The kid grew up and took on what his dad called him, a no good kid. And he believed it. Because all he heard was degrading words. His dad defended by saying, well, I'm just telling the truth. And it was, but there was no comfort. And so we, we, it's easy to fall in those two extremes, of enabler or degrader. Have you ever seen a parent do the both at the same time? Like the exact same time? It's so funny. It often happens when like, you lose a kid at like a big store or maybe Disneyland. Not that they have any experience with that whatsoever, <laughs> right? And you, you get the kid back. And you say, oh, I, I missed you so much. Don't you ever do that again. Come here, my baby. I love you. I love you. You're going to hold my hand all the rest of the time. You're going to hold my hand the rest of this trip. <laughs> right? It's awesome. It's awesome. In their text for today, the Holy Spirit is one who speaks comfort, who speaks truth. We have this promise of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It says this. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. So the promise is this. That if you can say, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. That Jesus died on the cross for my sin. And rose to the grave to freely give me that gift of life now and always. 
then you have the Holy Spirit in you. Because that's the only way you're able to say that. It's a gift of, of God. That that faith is a gift. We also learn from Acts chapter 2. Peter says this. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so in baptism, you receive that gift of God's Holy Spirit in you. And that's a promise. And so for those who say Jesus Christ is Lord, you have this comforter and this, this truth speaker in your life. And these disciples are going to need a comforter soon because Jesus is just hours away from his betrayal and beating and crucifixion. And so I want you to think about the best comfort you have ever received. When was there a time in your life or a person in your life who was just excelled at giving comfort? For me, it was my mom. And in growing up, um, when I was in my elementary school years, I would get mad a lot. And there were times when I didn't even know why I was mad. I was just mad. Is that a guy thing? You know, my mom would say, why are you mad? I don't know, right? You'd just be upset. And I would just get mad. And I couldn't, I couldn't verbalize why. I just felt angry. And so my mom would say to me, do you want some love? And sometimes I'd say, no. But other times I'd say, yeah. And so we'd go back to her room, and in my mom and dad's room, they had this ugly, ugly green rocking chair. It, I think the fabric was from the 1930s. It was like this really rough material, and it scratched you when you sat on it. But it rocked really well. It was, it was a good-sized chair. So my mom would sit down, and she'd put me on her lap. And she'd hold me, and we'd rock. And she'd whisper in my ear, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And after a few minutes, I felt fine. I'd get up and run away and say, thanks, Mom, and run away, right? In the exact same way, God's Holy Spirit speaks comfort to you. Because my mom would whisper in my ear, it's going to be all right, Jace. And I knew it was. I knew it was for two reasons. One, my mom had been around the block for a few times. She knew some, some things. She was smart. If she said it was going to be all right, it was going to be all right. And two, I knew she loved me. And God's Holy Spirit works the exact same way. God, the Holy Spirit, has been around the block a few times, knows a few things. And two, loves you. And drives you to Jesus, and drives you to Jesus and his cross, where he died for you and rose for you, to give you life now and always, so that you might have purpose because of him, so that you might have joy because Jesus Christ lives, and so will you, and so do you, so that you might have hope, because the God of all creation has a purpose for you and a plan for you and is on your side. It's going to be all right. Jesus Christ died and rose for you. How could it be any other way? 
God the Holy Spirit is a comforter. But not, does only the, not, does, not only does the Holy Spirit provide comfort, the Spirit also gives truth. Have you heard that old saying that the truth hurts? And that older saying, ignorance, ignorance is bliss? Right? You know someone, you're like, that person is just completely oblivious. Because they're so ignorant. Oh my goodness, right? You're like, oh, the truth hurts. And you know it if someone speaks truth to you. Because if someone speaks truth to you and, and holds you accountable, oftentimes you might get angry, right? You're like, oh, man. If you've done this to someone else, you've said like a soft cr criticism or soft critique, and they come back at your heart and they just blow up, either your timing was wrong or you hit the nail on the head, right? Sometimes the reaction is denial or rationalization. Oh, I've got some good reasons. Oh, you don't know my story. Or they're blaming you. You know, you're overreacting. You need just to fix yourself. Oh, there's admission. Yeah, yeah, what you're saying is true. When I was on uh, Vicarage, my, my internship, so I did an internship in Denver back in 97, 97, 98. Gosh, a long time ago, huh? And I had two Vicarage supervisors, Pastor Tim Allman and Pastor Dave Larson. And I would meet with them every other week. So I'd meet with Pastor Tim, and he'd say, man, Jason, you're doing a fantastic job. So proud of you. You just... Your energy, is, your enthusiasm is wonderful. I love it, I love it, right? And then the next week I meet with Pastor Dave. And Pastor Dave would say, that was a really subpar sermon. You need so much work. Um, God, you're doing a really poor, poor job here. And I would get this every other week. And I was going crazy. And the truth is, they were both right. And I needed both of them in my life. I know this because at the end of my vicarage, this lady came up to me. She had the walker. She put the walker. And she says, Vicar? That's what they call me. Vicar? I've been here for the past 50 years. I've seen every single vicar the past 30 years we've had. And of all the vicars we've ever had, you've improved the most. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. God, how bad was I? <laughs> Man. The Holy Spirit loves you. And because the Holy Spirit loves you, the Holy Spirit will speak truth to you. And it will either be internally, that little that twinge of conscience. That little voice inside your head that just says, you need to turn back. You need to repent. It'll be internally. Or it'll be externally. And the Holy Spirit will drive you to God's holy word, the Bible. I want to encourage you. We're getting close to Advent here, that season of Advent, those four weeks before Christmas. And in those four weeks, I want to encourage you to read one of the Gospels. If you're thinking, boy, that sounds like a lot, pick Mark. It's the shortest. All right? If you're like, ah, oh, that's a good idea, pick Luke. It's the longest, right? But just pick one of them. 
And we read the Gospels. Every Sunday we'll read a section of the Gospel. But it wasn't designed to be read like that. It was designed to be read like a book. Like a long letter. And so it's designed to be read the whole thing. And when you read one of the Gospels, you'll find out that Jesus is incredible. That Jesus is more compassionate, more loving, more generous than you ever knew. But not only that, you'll also discover that following Jesus is hard. Jesus says hard and truthful things. Jesus says crazy things like this. When you pray, pray like this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Dear God, how? <laughs> Have mercy. Jesus says hard things like, if someone slaps you on the right cheek, give them the left as well. Jesus says, love your enemy and pray for those who persecute you. Lord God, how? Jesus is incredible. Jesus is loving, gracious, compassionate. Jesus is also tough and hard and speaks truth. The last thing Jesus ever wanted to be was harmless. And the Holy Spirit drives you to God's word and speaks truth to you and invites you to be someone who speaks truth as well. That if you love someone, if you care about someone, you speak truth to them and you speak comfort to them as well. And so I just want to share a little bit about speaking truth. The first is if you're called to speak truth to someone, whether uh, as a parent, as a supervisor, or as just as a good friend, a couple things to keep in mind. First is this, pray. Pray. Pray for good words. Pray for right motives. Pray for compassion and pray for courage. Remember your love for that person. If that's not possible, remember God's love for that person. Sometimes it's just hard when you have to speak truth to someone. You just think, oh man, but I'm so angry. But if you remember that God loves this person, that God died and rose for this person, it gets a little bit easier. See, if your motive is to prove yourself right, you'll get it wrong. But if your motive is to help and to serve, you'll get it right. And so remember your love. Remember God's love for this person. Third is the practice. Confrontation is hard. So you want to practice before you do it. And if, you, if it's too hard, write it down. Write it down. And then fourth, if necessary, bring another person. You may have had that experience of sharing something with someone and saying, uh, you know, speaking some, some truth. And the person turns it around and twists your words around and then goes shares it with other people and now it's just a mess. And so if you have the feeling like, oh, this person may not receive this well, bring another person with you. That's always good ways to speak 
truth. But God has also called you to speak comfort as well. Button here, it's not here, there it goes. So speak comfort. When speaking comfort, pray. Pray. Pray for good words, right motives, compassion, and courage. Remember your love and God's love for this person. That's easier when you're speaking words of comfort. It's a lot easier to be honest with you. But sometimes it isn't. Sometimes God calls you to speak words of comfort and you're not comfortable with it. Remember God's love for this person. And practice. That's important too, even with words of comfort. It's important to practice because oftentimes when we speak words of comfort, we don't do it very well. So here's some thing, some ways not to do it. Here's how not to speak comfort, what not to say. I know what you're going through. Don't say that. Don't say that. Because you don't know what they're going through. You don't. Every situation is different. Even if that person is going through something that you've gone through, right? Let's say the person's lost a job, and you've lost a job, and you can't say, I, I know what you're going through. I've lost a job too. But the truth is, is when that person is in that moment, they don't want to hear that because their situation is going to be different from your situation. And so a better way to say it is, you know what? I've lost a job too. If you want to get together and talk sometime, we can do that. That's a better way of putting it. Instead of, oh, I know what we're going through. It kind of downplays your situation. It's all part of God's plan. How many of you heard that? Has someone ever said it to you? Oh, don't worry about it. It's part of God's plan. You're like, really? Because right now God's plan stinks. It just does, right? And here's, here's the truth. It is part of God's plan. God can use the most horrible situations. That's what the cross is all about. But when you're in that moment, the last thing you want to hear is, this is all part of God's plan. Those are words that are great to hear down the road. You've got some time and you're able to look back and say, wow, God really brought me through a tough time, a tough chapter in my life. And then you're able to hear, wow, it was part of God's plan. But when you're in that moment right then and there, the last thing you want to hear is, oh, don't worry, it's part of God's plan. Suck it up, right? The last thing you want to hear. So don't say it's part of God's plan. Don't say this. I'm here if you need me. You got my number, just give me a call. If you need me, give me a call. Because most people will never call you. They just won't. That's just how we are. I don't know if that's an American thing, a cultural thing. Most people will never call you. They'll say, okay, great, that's nice. But it's not going to be helpful. So here's what to say. Let me get this clip. Here it goes. Here's what to say. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. These are good words. Let's the person know you're, you're suffering with. That's compassion. 
Clearly, that's what compassion is, to suffer with. That's the Latin meaning of compassion. I'm praying for you. Those are great words. Here are even better words. Can I pray with you right now? Those are phenomenal words. The person might go, no, really, I'm good. <laughs> but they might say, yeah, yeah, I could use some prayer. And just pray with me. Those are wonderful words. A great thing to say is, can I do this for you? And be specific, right? Can I come over and, and help you move? Those are great words. Well, you know how you have a good friend and the person says, can I help you move, right? That's a good friend. You'd be like, yeah, I got this piano right here. Come on in. And be like, oh, no, I'm good. <laughs> can, I, can I take you out for coffee? Can I bring a meal over? Which, by the way, we have a meal ministry here, and we, we need a supervisor for that, a leader for that. If you'd like to do that, let me know after the service, please. Can I do this for you? Be specific. Because if you just say, I'm here if you need me, bye-bye, right? The person gets the hand. But if you say, I want to do this for you, can I mow your lawn for you? Can I wash the kids for you and give you a night off? Can I do this for you? And the person will say, well, actually, yes. That would be wonderful. Appropriate touch, you know, handshake, both hands, Pat on the back, appropriate touch, appropriate. If you're topper, give him a hug. That's appropriate. But appropriate touch. And then remember this. God invites to speak comfort, but not to fix. It's not your job. It's God's job to fix. God invites you to be a caregiver, but God is the cure giver. And so when you walk into a situation where God invites you to speak words of comfort, you can do it because it's not your job to fix the situation. It's not your job. You can't do it. You're not God. And a lot of times we feel uncomfortable in those situations because we feel as if we have to fix it. And what that really is is a lack of faith. You don't have to fix it. In fact, you can't fix it. But God can. And by His grace and in His power... He will fix it one way or another. But what he invites you to do and to be is to help carry burdens and to say to those around you, you do not walk alone. But I'm walking with you. Because Jesus walks with us both. Jesus gives you his Holy Spirit to speak words of comfort and to speak words of truth. He invites us to do so because that's what Jesus does. That's how Jesus loves. Jesus speaks comfort. Jesus gives truth. But more than that, Jesus cures because he is the one who died and rose. He is the one who gives life. He is the one who brings hope. And through joy. And he is the one who speaks truth. He says, follow me. Amen? Amen. 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 May the peace of God.
which passes all understanding, may it guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord for life everlasting. Amen. As the team comes up, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that, that you speak comfort and you speak truth. Sometimes, Lord, we fail. Sometimes we speak comfort when we should be speaking truth and sometimes we speak truth when we should be speaking comfort. May your Holy Spirit lead and guide. May we love as you love us. Lord Jesus, we do the same to ourselves. Lord, sometimes we speak harsh words to ourselves. And you are speaking comfort. Lord, sometimes we, we rationalize our own sin. We make excuses for it. We speak comfort to ourselves. But Lord God, you are speaking truth. Pray, Lord, that we would allow you to speak into our lives. Lord, for those who have that internal voice of criticism, Lord, we pray that we might receive your comfort. And for those times, Lord, when we are going against your word and breaking your heart, Lord, we pray that you would speak truth, that your word would be a, a knife to our heart. And we would repent and come back to you. Holy Spirit, we pray you would speak comfort and truth into our lives so that we might receive it and know you as Lord and Savior and share your good news with those around us. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Please stand.